All right, episode number 10, Mark Bogutsky. We have a huge guest today, yes. and I have a good feeling it's going to be a great podcast. I know for a fact it's going to be. It's literally uh, it's the best thing that ever happened to us. We've had, like I said, unbelievable guests. <laughs> in, in our two months of, ex- yeah, uh, yeah. of being in, in existence. Huge career that we've had so yeah, far. Yeah, it's but amazing. Uh, this, uh, this, by far, I'm the most excited about. So Yeah, you changed clothes like seven times. I got a fucking custom made clothing on you like you're going to a wedding dude well this guy scares the shit out of me so he's, he's gonna be really easy dude well, i know i don't he's know cool as shit all right i'll take your word for it i only met him once probably. yeah and i'm sure he remembers but is that when you almost got beat up by his bodyguards yeah you're gonna yeah. bring that up uh maybe if there's dude, good timing i can't wait to hear what he has to say about the sponsor banner thing when, yeah. when i lowered that thing down hey it changed the sport yeah so we'll see huh yeah obviously so- it's a uh, you want to tell them who it is now, since it's going to be on the bottom? Well, obviously, everyone knows now, because oh, it was on, like you said before, yeah. oh, it's on the title of the well, YouTube video. Obviously, we got Dana White, the president of the UFC, you, hands down, one of the greatest promoters in the world. I mean, oh, a guy yeah. who promoted the UFC from a spectacle to a sport to one of the fastest growing uh, you know, organizations and sports in the world. He put on the biggest boxing match in history. Yeah. Without a boxer. In his spare time. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. He I mean, did. Fuck. He did. So... The dude's serious, man. Yeah. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm, I ain't going to lie, I'm nervous. Yeah, a little bit. Good. I like to see you suffer. Yeah. Thanks, man. Clearly, because I just choked you out in the last video, if you want to check that out, guys. <laughs> so uh, I didn't tap, though. Huh? I didn't tap. Is that your claim to fame? I didn't tap, yeah. Fuck. So before we get to Dana White, uh, while we have you guys watching, because you have to watch, because you haven't seen Dana White yet, I want to thank our sponsors. So I want to thank MikeSwick.com. A little biased on that one, but yeah. uh, AK Thailand, the premier MMA Muay Thai and fitness facility in Thailand. Um, you know, if you're going to come all the way to Thailand and train, why would you go to any other gym? that looks like every other gym on every other street and every other city and every other country. Mm. When you can come to AK Thailand and, and watch the jungle and the mountain serene environment while you're training. I mean, mm. so again, guys, I know I, I'm, I'm hoarding myself out here. Yeah, and, well, you have to, but, Trust me when I tell you, go to the website, aktalent.com, and you'll see that it is one of the most amazing gyms in the world. I built this thing with, with the help of my partner, Blair Spears, and, and uh, a little help from you and yeah. everybody, a great team of people, and, and it was to be my dream gym, you know, growing up 20-plus years in, well, in the MMA. I wanted to build the perfect gym, and this is what I'm trying to do. It's because of this gym that we can do stuff like we're doing right now. Yeah. Like, we couldn't have this guest on if you owned... We, well, well, Dana, we could, but we're getting a lot of other guests that we already have lined up for you guys. It's going to be amazing. That's uh, outside the realm of MMA, yeah. but they're still celebrities, and it's because of the gym. They're coming to train at the gym because they, they've heard about Australian it. So we got a lot of celebrities coming into Phuket, and we're going to have every one of them in here on the podcast. So that's going to be really cool, too. Uh, I want to give a big shout-out to Vicious – did I say that word? Jesus Christ, I feel like I stuttered on that one. Vicious Circle Apparel. Um, they're a big sponsor of ours, just did all the bags for the gym, great quality product. If you ever look at my Instagram, which is, uh, Instagram.com forward slash Mike underscore slick. Jeez. Like this like I'm shameless today, dude. I'm fucking yeah, shameless. Well, Cause uh, you got the best promoter. You're going to start promoting. I'm shit? trying to be, yeah, I'm, trying to be like data. I'm all pumped all right. up, but if you see my Instagram, you'll see that every, every pair of shorts I have is VC. So they make amazing products, um, and they sponsor us as well. And starfish concept. So again, yes. another one of the best Starfish long Concept. Time. Long time, Starfish. Two-year sponsorship from, from uh, Starfish uh, Concept. They're one of the best marketing firms and, and PR firms in the business based out of Taiwan. So uh, that's Jun Yu. And uh, so I just want to give a shout-out to our sponsors, and thank you for uh, yeah, June. giving me that What's time. Up? Yeah, so I guess let's get to Dana White. Uh, Should he, we? He's, he's pushed us a little bit, so we're— He keeps texting me that he's ready, but— Is that what it is? I think we just keep him waiting. You think so in a few minutes? He's not really texting me, Mike. Is he? Okay. All right. So, anyway, let's get to Dana White, guys. All right, Dana White, welcome to the show, buddy. Yes. Thanks for having me. Welcome. So, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how nervous are you to finally be doing the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast? I'm really nervous, man. Be easy on me. All right. It's a career changer. Yeah, good Good morning. Yeah, yeah it Time is. is a- we woke the chickens up this morning. <laughs> yeah, get it. <laughs> We're, like, looking out the window. Fucking what time is are looking at us like what the fuck? Yeah, we've been up forever. It's only seven thirty, so that sucks. Right. But. So, uh, so how's everything going with uh, two seventeen? Because 
Uh, I want to say when you first announced GSP versus Bisping, I wasn't super excited about that matchup compared to some of the other matchups it could have been. But as you usually do uh, with the World Tour and with these previews, I'm excited about it now. So I think Bisping is doing a great job of, uh, of marketing it, even to somebody that's not usually a shit talker like GSP. So is there like a school you send these guys to, like Connor and uh, Michael Bisping? Because his game definitely stepped up. Well, th people always think that Bisping talks all this shit. Bisping actually gets offended because everybody wants to fight Bisping. If you look at the list of killers out there, you know, nobody sees Bisping as a killer. So, um, you know, every time somebody wants to fight Bisping, he gets completely fucking offended. <laughs> and here we go. You know, he starts talking shit and and uh, it's going to be fun. It's a good fight. It's a, it's a ridiculous card. The card is awesome. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to going back to MSG. Yeah, we wanted to go into that because not only the main event, but I mean, the one I'm looking forward to the most is the co-main event, Garbrandt, yeah. Garbrandt versus Dillshaw. Um, fantastic co-main event. I mean, that's a that's a headliner of any other UFC for sure. Well, they've even got OSP as the second fight of the whole show. Yeah, it's a ridiculous so card. Like, yeah. And then Joanna well going for her uh, record-breaking uh, number of title defenses for the female division. Yep. Yep. So. She's, she's always fun to watch. And, uh, you know, so is Rose. Rose is awesome. And, um, that fight gets real interesting on the ground. So from your, from hanging out with GSP and, and Bisping, Bisping's always game, always, you know, obviously, but what's your take on GSP's mental state for this fight? Like, you know, since it's been a long layoff and everything, how, how do you feel, uh, he is mentally for this? I don't know. I mean, you don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in ring rust. Yeah. So I believe that's going to be there. Uh, Bisbing is a much bigger guy than GSP. GSP is a big 170 pounder. But man, Bisbing looks so much bigger than him. Um, and uh, I think that, you know, the mental game, Bisbing has been killing it. Yeah. Yeah, his comments, like, we, he's not, well, I guess both of us haven't been a huge fan of Bisping shit talking over the years. Maybe I'm biased because Luke Rockhold, but uh, it's definitely stepped up a little bit. We were watching, the, especially in Montreal. Yeah, it, it definitely stepped up a lot. Better than it was. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's one thing when all the 185 pounders want to fight you and only you. Yeah. Now the 170 pounder guys are, are saying, "Ah, listen, if I move up to 185, I'll fight Bisping." You yeah. know, so Bisping has. Uh, the most wins in UFC history. Yeah. The guy is tough. He's durable. He's well-rounded. And he loves to fight, man. Uh, so he is uh, completely offended by GSP. Seriously thinking he can move up to 85 and take his title. Yeah, I believe that. You know, I, listening to the, uh, the previews and stuff, like I, I totally believe that he thinks GSP's wanting this fight because – you know, it's going to be an easy fight. He's going to take him down. He's going to rub it out and then just get the win. And he seems like legitimately pissed off about that. He's going to take him down and rub it out. Yeah, like I didn't get <laughs> I'm going by what the fans have said over. Come, hey, man, I was one fight away from fighting GSP. So, you know, you know, we were around the same time. And that's what everyone said. You know, he, he just takes it, takes uh, everybody down and. Uh, I, rub it out me. Do you know what rub it out means? Yeah, and I got masturbation. I made a mistake. <laughs> That's rub out the win. I haven't, I haven't heard of. Rub out See, the win. I'm, I'm learning new things on the on the podcast here. <laughs> yes, yeah, so on Thailand. Me too. In Thailand rubbing it out means you know winning a. That's a massage. Decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah, standard no massage here. Means, Mike. Thanks. So um, you know, I genuinely yeah, think he's in my next press conference. I think uh, Bisping thinks that uh, GSP is going to come in and take him down and rub it out. <laughs> hey, I've seen your highlights. Don't don't act like you said everything right. I, I'll go YouTube that right now. Uh, we don't vote enough. We beat him off. But I, that, that yeah, that, I think that's one of the ones you said. So uh, wow. no, but I genuinely see that that uh, Bisping's taking offense to that. I, I do think you know back when we were fighting GSP or. or planning to fight GSP or all hoping to fight GSP. It was me and Fitch and Koscheck and, the, you know, the welterweight division. Uh, the biggest thing that we were worried about was his takedowns and his timing because he had great timing on takedowns. And when he out-wrestled Koscheck, that was a huge eye-opener, you know, because, I mean, you're talking about one of the highest-level wrestlers in the division at the time. Um, so, you know, that is why I kind of wanted to see the Tyron Woodley fight just because we could, he could stop the takedown. 
Um, and then we, well, can, we can see what Bisping, happens. It's being stopped all the takedowns from uh, Rashad Evans. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, it was, I, I had a podcast with uh, Dan Hardy, and he really opened my eye to Bisping as far as breaking down. He's a master at what he does, analyst. I mean, the guy's a phenomenal analyst. Um, and he broke it down and, and, and really sold me on the fact that, you know, obviously Bisping has a lot of pressure. He's going to put a lot of pressure on him, which is kind of kind of what caused him to lose the one fight with Matt Sarah and – uh, you know, he does have takedown defense really well, and he's a gamer. I mean, he, he just manages to win fights, you yeah. know, even fights that you don't think he's going to win, he just wins. So I think all that combined, it's going to be a really tall order for uh, GSP in this one. Yeah, and, and I'd say one of the biggest criticisms of, of Bisbing is, the, is they say that he can't knock anybody out. He'll stay in your face, he'll keep pressure on you, but he doesn't hit hard, but he knocked Luke Rockhold uh, out. I'll bring up Rockhold. Oh, I knew he was going to. <laughs> he had to do it. I said it a little you bit. You know where we work, You know right? how to just keep rubbing it in. Yeah. All right. Rubbing it out, you can do. Well, you you but... can rub it out, but just don't rub it in. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Jesus. We're going already. Um, so, last time you are at Madison Square Garden, you set the record. Um, I, I, I read recently that you said you're going to try and set the second or third uh, biggest live gate again. I guess you, Evander Holyfield was the first initially. Yeah, Evander Holyfield was first. He he had a gate of ten point something million. And then y'all broke Dang. that with uh, Connor. Oh, we destroyed we destroyed that. That we smashed that record um, with McGregor. And then now we're we're hoping to come in second or third. Yeah, man, you couldn't pick a better card. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I was excited for Conor McGregor in that card for sure. But this this card, I'd love to go to Madison Square Garden. Man. The amount of fights and, and gotta everything. be the best place in the world. Think, think about all the big events over all the years that have been at Madison Square Garden. I mean, crazy. Every event you can think of. Yeah. And, and if the UFC comes in one and two or one and three, yeah. it's pretty badass. No, it's really good. And y'all weren't even there two years ago, right? What are you no, no. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. Not even allowed there. Yeah, New York at all. So. You showed them, huh? What's that? I'm saying y'all weren't. I mean, it wasn't even legal there for, right? yeah. for a while. Exactly. And then I'm saying that now y'all are pissing all over them, so. I remember the guys. middle fingers that you put up uh, to a certain somebody <laughs> on, on Twitter after you finally got sanctioned in New York. <laughs> you were so happy. <laughs> yeah, that oh, was great. Um, Definitely great. So, get, uh, that's, so, so the beat, that's the way to really beat them all, man, is be successful. Well, they, they say the that. Hey, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, I should have my shots ready. They Fuck. say that's they say that's the ultimate form of revenge. So, and you've done that time and time again. I mean, obviously bringing the UFC from where it was to the to the big uh, the big buy from IMG, and then obviously somehow following that up with with co-promoting one of the biggest boxing matches in history. I mean, the numbers on that six point what you were like six point something million buys on that. 6.7 million buys globally. I mean, that shattered everything from Australia to UK to, to... Every record everywhere we broke. Yeah. Jeez. Damn. Even in Spain. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was that. free here in Thailand. You might yeah. want to talk how, to somebody how, about that. This? How about we broke the record in the UK at four in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> I read that. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. God, that's ridiculous. And I know you've been asked this, I'm sure, but, uh, you know, obviously you're wearing a Zufa boxing shirt, and I don't know how many details you can give about this. I mean, it's a no-brainer. You guys are going to dabble in boxing. It's not like I'm going to be an idiot reporter here and ask you, oh, my God, are you interested in doing boxing under the UFC umbrella? Obviously you are. Do you have any information on that? Like, I mean, do you, are there, how many fighters are asking you right now to fight boxing after this? Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, we're, we're taking a look at it, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm interested. I'm interested in, in, in uh, I'm not saying I'm going to come in and just start running boxing, but I'm, I'm interested in dipping my toe in the water and maybe uh, signing a few fighters and, and, and seeing what we can do. And how many fighters do you have currently on the roster that are wanting to fight boxing? Has any came to you and said? Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't want any more of that bullshit. I, you know, listen, if you're going to box, box. If you're going to do MMA, <laughs> do MMA. Um, but, Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in, in, in doing some stuff in boxing uh, next year. Nice. Okay, so switching gears. From, oh, actually, going back to that, actually, with uh, IMG taking over the UFC. First, I wanted to ask you what changes uh, have been made. In, in other words, how, is, how has it changed the operations and uh, what, how, how everything's going? And then also, how is your relationship with R.M. Patrick? Like, like how is everything going there? Yeah, the, the only change is I don't work with my best friend every day. That's right. That's – 
the difference. You know, Lorenzo's gone. That sucks. But other than that, everything's exactly the same. And Ari, me and Ari have been together for 12 years. Uh, you know, I have a great relationship with him. And Patrick, Patrick's the fucking nicest guy in the world. I mean, he, he is such a great guy. And uh, so nothing's changed. It's the same old. We're in a nicer building. We're in a bigger building. Um, you know, there, there's tons of fighters walking around here every day that are training over at the PI or eating down in the restaurant. Um, but other than that, every, everything's exactly the same. This company's run like it was for the last 17 years. Yeah, I appreciate you doing that all after I left. It's yeah, really big. Yeah. It opened up yeah. the, the nicest training center. And uh, well, hold on. Hey, you're still under contract. So. But Dana won't let me fight anymore. I, I got too much hey, stuff going on. You, you opened a badass gym, so I had to do it too. Oh, stop. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, okay. Good point. It's same, same, right? And you get to work with your yeah, best friend too. But see, I still got my best friend here. Look at 21 years. 21 years. Oh, yeah? 22 what? lady boys. With him, Lucky but 21 guy. 21 years. <laughs> They're all his seconds, but I'll take them. You know? <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, so, how, long, how long have you been in Thailand? <clears throat> Four years now? I can't get rid of the guy. I like everywhere I go, he follows me. He pays Since me. Since high school. Pays me just to roll with him. I, that's true, but still, he still follows me. Did you had, Have you seen the uh, any of the podcasts? See where he choked me out? He's a good friend. I did see it. He sent me that one. Yeah. yeah. Notice I didn't tap, right? No, you didn't tap. You took it like a champ, man. Ready or what? So, I mean, I don't know if you're looking, doing that finding a fighter thing still. but Is he yeah. ready for UFC since he didn't tap? I won't tap. He, yeah. he thinks he thinks because he didn't tap that he's he beats all UFC fighters that ever tap yeah. from a choke is is what he thinks. It took a 15 time UFC veteran to choke me out, and I had to let you. Yeah, but it took me like two seconds to put him down. I was, dude, he went out fucking fast, buddy. Hey, I'm 93. As we weigh things here, I'm 93 <laughs> kilos right now. You know what I'm saying? I have to, I'd have to co weight to make 205. So I thought he was faking at first. <laughs> <laughs> I, to be honest, I thought he was going into a fucking like a seizure or a stroke or something. I was a little worried. I'll be honest, I was a, I was a bit worried because he's my friend and he's my co-host, of which I didn't want to turn into a ghost. So uh, when he went out and started like shaking and shit like that, like when you watch on the UFC, you're like, oh, that guy got knocked out, or you know, on the internet, it's like world star, world star. But when it's your best friend, what do you expect? Yeah, when it's your best friend. And I'll be honest, I was hungover because I don't know we we're gonna get that many views that fast. So I don't know if that helps or not. Yeah. That probably doesn't help. <laughs> you see some some fucking meathead got into an altercation Bisping. with Bisbing at the gym and that is now trying to sue him. Yeah, what, what, wait, what happened with that? Because I just read I that. I, I got to talk to Bisbing, but it's I'm sure it's that typical. I heard it was over weights. Like you're on my machine. Typical pussy who opens his mouth at the fucking gym and then Bisbing, you know, goes over and I don't know what Bisbing did to him, but now he wants to fucking sue Bisbing. Should have shut your fucking face in the first place. I'm pretty sure Bisping didn't hurt this guy, but he's like, oh, I got neck damage, and I don't know what I'm going to be able to do, and, like, all this shit. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Fucking embarrassing. You're, you're a clown. I mean, all your Guys like that are a fucking embarrassment. <clears throat> I mean, you have to have a legacy, and I see these guys. I remember back in the day, I think you helped him out, actually, but uh, Chuck Liddell, I think he choked somebody, and he got sued. And it was a huge deal because I used to choke everyone, like, you know, radio host and like whoever asked back in Ultimate Fighter days. And I remember Chuck was the first big one that choked somebody and then they were going to sue him or something. I think you came in and helped out and y'all settled, whatever the case. But that scared the Crazy. shit out of me. Like I made him so, sign waivers and shit and look in the camera and we're in Thailand, which all that shit doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but I was still like, man, if I kill you, dude, I'm not going to be responsible. I had a, I told him I'd give his brother $10,000. So, uh, 10k, that, that's all my life's worth. That was we set, we settled yeah. the, we, we we settled the settlement before I ever choked him out. But do you remember that with Chuck Liddell uh, when he Oh fuck yeah. That was so that was Chuck Liddell's manager. Um told Chuck, "Hey, choke my friend. Come up behind him and put him in a choke." Chuck did it and the guy sued him. Fuck. Wow. Good idea. How about that? That's a good yeah. idea. That's crazy, man. Can I somehow see and then something happened with Matt Hughes. Don't quote me on this one. I don't know the exact deal, but like a fan asked him to put him in a choke, and then the fan sued him. Wow. God, what pussies. Yeah. yeah. So we had a policy around here. No more fucking choking anybody. <laughs> no matter if they, even if they ask you to do it, don't do it. Yeah, well, with the money on the line now, yeah. And then all, all this pain and suffering. You can't fucking trust anybody these days, man. Yeah. You got some meathead saying, hey, that's my bench, and get trying to act like a fucking tough guy in the gym. Yeah, he's such a tough guy, he's suing Bisbing now. Yeah. Apparently, the guy said to Bisbing, 
do you fucking know who I am? Yeah. I saw yeah, that. That's what he said to Bisbing. Yeah, you're the guy that sues people. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That was that the guy told Bisping that. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought they said Bisping told that guy that. No, that guy told Bisbing, do you know who I am? Oh wow. And Bisbing said, Do you know who the fuck I am? Oh, there you go. That's what Bisping said back to him. Yeah. Nice. Nice. But this is all this is all secondhand that I heard from one of our people here. I gotta talk to Bisbing's at the World Series right now. Um promoting the fight i i gotta i gotta get it get it firsthand from him exactly how it went down right who you got in the world series by the way the red Sox. otherwise i don't give a shit well don't know if they made yeah. it but... <laughs> yeah they're not in it <laughs> who do you got who do you got in one game cowboys versus patriots oh, i already know what you're gonna say <laughs> i got the patriots all day man they just smashed up san francisco though yeah see we did to san francisco <laughs> that was a mall <laughs> Um, My kids' team could beat San Francisco. Easy. Oh, easy. easy. That's kind of where I'm sort With of living. Yeah. Jeez. Ouch. <laughs> you get a high school football team in there to beat San Fran. You have to deflate that high school football, though, wouldn't you? Or... What's that? Oh, nothing. Just a deflate football joke. <laughs> so, switching gears, um, do you remember, because we just did a podcast about the very first sponsored banner, and I'm a little hurt that, like, I was the first guy to do a sponsored banner, and it kind of went under the radar. That's pretty historic, you know, like, as far as I think. My little my little piece of the pie for the MMA community. Um, do you remember when I laid that sponsor? It, it was the worst thing to happen to the UFC. Congratulations. <laughs> um, what the fuck? It, it, it looked like shit. Every time one of those goofy fucking banners rolled down, I couldn't see through the octagon what was going on, and neither could the people who paid fucking $750 sitting behind me. Uh, yeah. That's and what you get for all, that. All the rinky-dink fucking sponsors on the thing. That's what you get for pushing us for, for two weeks for this interview. Center and fucking you think Condom Depot's a rinky-dink? That's what you get for. Depot. That's what you get for pushing this interview for two weeks. There you go. Ten years of sponsored banners. God, you just shit on his his whole week. So that I'm disappointed because nobody's talking about it, and then he's just shitting on it. That's fucking phenomenal. I thought you at least had my back on that one. Jeez. That was the worst thing to ever happen. Fucking horrible. <laughs> I used to cringe when I'd see those things rolling down, fucking Live. blocking the octagon. You know, you guys are in there. It's one of the most exciting times. You just came in from your walkout song. Buffer's calling the intros. You're all excited for the fight. You want to see the guy's fucking goofy banner hanging in the octagon. You can't even see in there. Okay. Uh, I get it. Terrible. Oh, I was always God. wondering who started that bullshit. Hey. Hey, I'll take credit in the fact it took you 10 years to stop me. So there you go. How about that? Yeah, it took Reebok. Yeah. It hasn't taken you 10 years to do anything except stop me from the fucking banner. So I'll take credit in that. I beat you for 10 years. Hey, we're going to make a copy and send it to you of the old banner. Yeah. The old banner. Yeah. So... yeah, so so that's literally when you were so during the picture because I finally got the picture of me uh, in front of the banner and you're looking down at the monitor. So that's pretty much what you were thinking, right? Yeah. Fuck this what the guy. fuck is he doing? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I can't see. I was really scared that you were going to kick my corner out because I, I remember uh, Rico Rodriguez uh, put that golden casino on his back one time and you lost your shit. And so when Bob Cook came to me and said, we're going to put a fucking vinyl banner behind you, which I didn't know was going to be 10 foot long. Sorry about that. Uh, and then and then, the only thing I could think about was like, okay, Dana lost his shit when uh, Rico Rodriguez had a, a tattoo on his back. He's probably going to well, kick my entire corner out in my hometown on this fight. No, the difference is what happened with Rico Rodriguez is everybody knew that because we were at a casino, you couldn't have a casino sponsor. <laughs> and, and that's at the time that that Golden Palace and all that stuff was doing that. And... Uh, what does this fucking idiot do? Forget a T-shirt. He goes out and tattoos it on his back. Right? He gets a tattoo. Jeez. So what happened was the uh, the 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 tribe there, the, the the tribe said we're shutting down the show. They're not having it. It was the main event. So yeah, I remember that. Uh, Lorenzo and I got in a room with these guys and worked it out with them, but he almost. <clears throat> He almost shut down the show. And back in those days, a show getting shut down like that could have put us out of business. Oh, damn. Jeez. I didn't so, think about like yeah. that in depth. You got to understand, when we, when we do those things, we're fronting all the money. Yeah, right. You know, we're putting up a couple million bucks, you know, 
um, and fronting all this money to, to put on a show. And if these guys would have shut that show down, <laughs> that might have been the end of us. Right. Yeah. And it was sold out. We had the place sold out. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, I guess. All right. Well, I'm sorry about that whole sponsor <laughs> banner thing for 10 years. You literally just made my week by telling him that. Yeah, that fucking I, that totally caught me off guard, man. I thought you for sure had my back on that one. He was so proud of it. I was so <laughs> he proud. Was, he still is. I'm man. still butthurt because I, you know, we're getting a lot of views on these podcasts, especially for YouTube. You know, and how long these these podcasts are. So I'm all excited, and I'm like, oh, first sponsored banner. Who wouldn't want to hear about that? I mean, that's like every, people all over the world are using sponsored banners now. Like, change the whole sport. And like we didn't get that many views, we got like two and a half thousand or something, and then like it just doesn't seem like a big deal. Nobody and then you just shit fuck. all over me Nobody on my own podcast. What... <laughs> yeah, look at the nice set you got on there. Why don't you hang up a fucking banner on the back wall? Enhance the quality of your fucking show. I'll be. I see your point now because that would fuck everything up, and that's why we didn't do. It. You like yeah. this? Hey, how much effort oh, we, we got to put a, set, we we gotta put a Vegas one? We got a bronze line. London, Sydney, Moscow, and Los Angeles. You ain't getting any money out of that. Throw some sponsors up there on the wall. Oh, and give the us some. Yeah, help us out. Give, give us a thing. UFC sponsor or something. We'll put it up there, man. We'll put banners all over this fucking thing. There you go. See? It'll look great. <laughs> you, got that, you got that good looking set. You guys took time to make it nice. And you go throw a bunch of fucking cheap ass sponsors up there and make it look like shit. God, I did not see it go with this bad. No, nah, that man. escalated quickly. In I really, the wrong direction. I should feel bad, but this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> he loves this. He loves anything that goes bad with me. Fucking well, because everybody talks friend. shit about me on the podcast because I'm a pussy and I've never fought and all no, this stuff. No, dickhead. Everyone talks shit about you because you compared Demetrius Johnson to women's NBA and then well, they talk yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 all right, look, look. Here's my. Here's, here's yeah, explain my, that to the president. Right, this is. Yeah, thanks for bringing this up, asshole. No, well, fuck you. He's talking shit about me. And it's your turn. Fuck you. He's got a Bellator shorts that he wears. He doesn't wear UFC. Oh, jeez. Yeah, how about that? No, so, um, I don't know. Demetrius Johnson, don't get me wrong. He's a beast. You know, God, I feel so weird telling him this. <laughs> but, uh, but look, like, he wasn't even the main event, and he was going for, like, the best record you could have in UFC history. And well, my theory he's not is, the main event because the way it works is we usually go by weights. Whoever is the highest weight has the highest billing. Oh. Well, there you go. Well, I didn't know that. He was just trying to say that there's not a lot of people just not a lot of in that division, and he uh, somehow compared that to Well, it's like the WNBA. women's at, you know, WNBA. They're the best in the world at what they do. <clears throat> but in the long run, I mean, can you name who won the well, – the, I don't know if they're the best in the world at what they do. They're, they're, well, they're, they're women. They're, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> wow. I mean, <laughs> we've lost 100,000 viewers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Probably. you know, you can't name who won the – and, you know, I mean, I, you know, I love women. I love basketball, but just not at the same time. But – <laughs> so that's what I mean about Demetrius Johnson. He's a beast of a fighter. <laughs> I love women in basketball, but not just at the same time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's funny. Ooh. Oh, that's you funny. catch one every once in a while. Catch one. I've been carrying you for fucking twenty oh, years. Jesus. All right. So Conor McGregor. All right. So what? What do we got next for him? Is the he, next fight for him has Ferguson. to be Tony Ferguson? He's gonna be fighting Ferguson. Okay. I was making sure. I, 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 you know, there's all this speculation. You know, Paulie saying, "Oh, we're negotiating," and you know, there's always Nate in the background as well. Who? Paulie saying he's negotiating and and getting this fight. <laughs> Look at his then, face. <laughs> and then, like, you know, obviously Nate's in the background. That's a big fight too. So I didn't know for sure, like, if, if he was going to come back and because you have to pay him a lot of money now. I would think. I mean, he's coming from a pretty. Do you nice... think people really want to see Connor versus Paulie? Thank you. No, I Thank don't. You. I don't ever want to no. watch boxing again. If I was a relative of Polly, I wouldn't watch. And, and, and people want to see Connor fight in MMA, man. That's what they want to see. Listen, the Mayweather thing was a one-off fucking crazy deal. Um, you know, but th this is where he belongs. This is a sport he's in. This is a sport he excels in, and, and, and he's the world champion. This is where, uh, where he needs to be. Yeah, cool. So I was confirming that just because, or at least getting some kind of confirmation because we assumed that was the case. But uh, well, to another yeah, superstar, then. Paul Malinaji never says shit that isn't true. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently. <laughs> you know, the, the thing is with that video, I know he was saying the video is edited, it's different rounds. I've been in the sport for a long time, I've had a lot of sparring sessions. I don't even, it was like 10 seconds or 15 seconds of one clip. Yeah. I've never done that bad in 10 or 15 seconds of a round and won it. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're doing that bad, you don't recover from that. I mean, he was. I mean, Connor was fresh. Question. 
Why did Pauli Malignaggi get up and walk out of camp after two sparring sessions? Because it was the right fucking thing to do. Because he was going to get hurt. Because he was going to take damage that would affect him for the rest of his life that he didn't need to fucking take. It's not like they, they were paying him big money or he had a fucking fight coming up himself. You know, Pauli Malignaggi got up and left camp and he should have fucking got up and left camp because Connor was going to fucking hurt him badly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Smart move. It looked like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got a guy that's... that's... It's, hey, it's no disrespect to the guy. Right. It's a fucking fact. Yeah. I was there. I watched the fucking whole sparring session. That guy needed to go home, and he needed to leave Las Vegas. And <laughs> he had to leave the whole city. Yeah. One of those he, got kicked... <laughs> he got kicked out of the city. Yeah, so speaking of Vegas, um, I just read recently, I know you donated a million dollars. But then I heard recently that you you uh, joined with a lot of other big guys from Vegas, and y'all put together what like twelve or, or or something million dollars toward these these victims. Yeah, and that doesn't include the people who donated less than a million dollars. So um, yeah, we, we we raised a, a, a really good amount of money for these people. And where were you when you found out about this, like the shooting and everything going on? Yeah, I was at my house and we watched it. I turned the news on. At like eleven ten, and I saw the whole thing going down. It was crazy. Yeah, crazy cool. to know that that's happening ten minutes from your house. And was it was there issues with the 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 fight? Because I mean, hats off. I'm sure you had a choice, but hats off for keeping the the show going. Because you know, not giving in to these guys. Um, but was there any? How, how deep did it get as far as uh, them wanting to not have that UFC that weekend? And and oh, yeah. no, they didn't want to do it. The the MGM was. First of all, Vegas shut down. There were no shows happening in Vegas. And then they were determining whether they should even have any that weekend. And, um, you know, you want to be respectful of the people, you know, that, that were injured and the things that happened. But at the end of the day, my philosophy is this. Let's take care of the people. Let's take care of the people that were injured. And, and you don't shut down. You don't let a, a fucking coward who's hiding in his fucking hotel room shooting people um, determine what's going to happen, you know, in Las Vegas or anywhere else in the fucking world. Um, this piece of shit coward, you know, hides in a fucking room, murdering and injuring innocent fucking people, men, women, and children who are out having fun. Um, disgusting. Yeah. And then shoots himself. Why don't you just shoot yourself, get it over with? Yeah. Well, I have to, yeah, fuck exactly. Because they're looking for attention, and they're lo they're looking yeah, for but for what to for stop. fifteen seconds? Because they're, they're going to shoot themselves. They're not going to right. Know. And they, 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 these type of people end up going down, and, and you know their names, and you know everything else. That's why I don't treat them like a person. I call them the coward. Right. He's the coward. That's who he is to me. I, I, and I think I hate how the news plays up all this shit on him because it brings in. They should never even mention his fucking name once. Yeah. They should call him the coward on the fucking news too. Yeah. yeah. Well, they want, you know, this guy had a lot of money, apparently, and didn't do nothing worthwhile in life. And so this was his big deal, I think. He just wanted to, to make his mark. And what a cowardly fucking Fuck way him. to do He's it. He's dead now. So. Yeah. yeah, all the people all the people that do shit like this are a bunch of fucking cowards, man. Cowards. Yeah, oh, I hear Agreed. you. So switching from that, going, um, so what... To get in the UFC now, I mean, I obviously have prospects coming out of AK Thailand and which we want to get into in a minute, but um, people trying to get in the UFC now, you got a huge roster of fighters. What does it take? What are you looking for? I mean, obviously you got your show going on, but what, what does it take to get in the UFC these days? Like, what are you looking for to sign somebody to, to come in and uh, get their opportunity? The main thing I'm looking for is talent. I'm looking for talented people who can fight. Um, if you're out there and I'm at a show, a small show, and a guy is super talented and he has a lot of charisma, you know, that, that's the guy or girl I'm going after first. Um, but uh, I'm just looking for talent. I'm looking for people. And I like people, not just talent like you can squeak out a win. I'm looking for people who go in and try to finish. I like that, that killer mentality. I like people who go in to destroy their opponents. That's what I'm into. Let, oh, so basically like, like Amir Ali Akbari. Oh, here we go. <laughs> a, a, a superstar who likes to kill people who's a, got a huge fan base he's got some charisma too are, are we going to break records here and, and, and uh, not break records but, but uh, do something historic and say that you're at least somewhat interested in, in my heavyweight yeah we'll, we'll see what happens 
<laughs> that's that's like uh, fuck you in the banner. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. No, I'm, t- I'm trying to remember what was the issue with him. That well, we you had. told. I mean, we, uh, you said he didn't go in the contender, but then the series was over. Um, but I mean, this is a guy, world champion, Greco-Roman wrestler, coming back next year. We'll have the contender series kicking off a new season next year. Okay. Are you still do that finding a fight or looking for a fight? Yeah, you're supposed looking to be coming to Thailand. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're, yep. We are. Because um, Netflix picked it up, huh? Huh? Didn't Netflix pick it up and y'all are supposed to come to Thailand? Yeah, no, I was doing a deal with Netflix. We ended up doing a deal with YouTube. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Better. Um, Netflix wanted me to do too many fucking shows, man. I'm not, I'm not a fucking. Oh, sorry to hear I'm this. Not, television fucking host man so yeah, that's true. they wanted too many shows out of me i couldn't do it i couldn't i would have never been able to honor it um and the next one comes out uh for the night of the new york fight our next episode of looking for a fight comes out cool and then uh you're and obviously... for a fight in new york we're in new york <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i won't say the date or anything but i know you're coming to thailand soon um is that still on are you still coming yep i'll be in thailand very soon i'll be there and um like two months, I'm coming. I'm gonna yeah. be there for ten days. Nice. And, so I finally gonna... get. So just because of you, I'm staying the first two days in Phuket. All right. Oh, so shit. we're gonna have some fun then. Yep. And you're gonna come. The only vacate. reason I'm doing that is because of you. All right. Thanks. And you're gonna come check out the gym and. Uh, yep. And, and see my stable of killers. Yep. I'm excited. I'm looking All right, forward cool. to. It. We're excited to have you. It's only been, we've been well. I guess at first, I don't know what event that was I talked to you about it, but it's been a couple of years now, so we've been waiting for you to get over here. Oh, we've been talking about it for a long time. And, 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 and uh, Thailand's one of those places I've always wanted to go. Yeah. So I'm bringing my whole family over there, and we got a nice little boat. We're going to cruise around. Oh, I'm sure you do, Dana. Yeah. I'm sure you have a nice little boat. Wooden and it's paddles on that <laughs> side. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're going we're gonna to check it out. So, so did, did uh, part of the reason that sold you was the the millions of videos I text you from <laughs> periodically <laughs> at all different hours of the night for the last two years. I love <laughs> You're one of my all time favorites, brother. You know it. What? There you go. Oh, Take that. Put that great. in your pipe and smoke it, Mark. Fuck. Regardless of the sponsor banners. There. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I knew I wasn't gonna get away from that, but that's all right. What about his loss on the Ultimate Fighter? You know, because had- what? Well, had he had you beat uh, Forrest Griffin, then no, no, no. I mean, had, had you beat, beat Stephen Bonner? Why don't you watch Stephen the Ultimate Bonner, Fighter, yeah, Mark? And then Stephen before Bonner. you ask a question to the president, I Jesus, watched it. Don't even know who I fought. I'm sick. I don't like watching you lose. So I don't oh, remember those fights. Jesus Christ. So, um, yeah, wow. Swick was fragile, though. Swick was always hurt, man. Swick was. Uh... <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. So, no, no, no. Let's talk about this fun story. So, so Dana comes up to me and he's like, hey, man, we're doing the first series of the action figures. And I'm a kid, you know, this watched action movies growing up. He had dolls his whole life. So, you're like, I'm going to put you as in the first series of action figures. It's going to be you and Chuck Liddell in it, like all these superstars. And I'm like, no fucking way. You're kidding me. He's like, no, I'm seriously going to put you in the first series of the action figures. You're going to have your own action figure. He goes, the only thing is, it's going to be injured. So when you open it, it's going to, like, his arm's going to fall off or it's going to be in a sling or something. And then you didn't fucking tell me it was a joke. So for it like comes three. With a sling and a cast and a. <laughs> you didn't tell me Swick. it was a joke, though. So for like, th- for like three months. accessories. For three months, I'm worried that my action figure's coming out. So I'm like, I'm like 50 50 telling people. So I'm like, hey, I got an action figure coming out. Like, oh, really? And I'm like, eh. You know, I hope they don't think down on me because it's going to be broken as shit, you know, when they get it. And I, it, it was until I saw it at, like, Toys R Us that, like, that I finally so saw that it was normal. Figure, if you start playing with it, it breaks. Like, the leg will break off, or the fucking arm will fall off, collarbone really, snaps. Fucking. It's like Mr. Potato Head. You can add different injuries and shit to it. Like, I, I, have, a, I have a serious feeling you tried to get that done. And they were just like, no, we, you know, it got blocked by some policy by whoever built it. Hey, but something. you did give him hair. That was nice. Didn't have hair. On? Yeah, and a fun fact, because you don't pay attention to your own losing hair apparently when you're 25. <laughs> uh, the first time I ever realized I had a receding hairline was looking at the action figure because it was fucking over exaggerated, like this line. <laughs> I looked like a fucking. So, so I looked at it. I'm like, why'd they do that? And then I go look in the mirror and I tilt my head down. I'm like, fuck, I got a receding hairline. I'm like 25. So another fun fact for you. So thanks again for that. So I, at least I wasn't injured, but I did have an over-exaggerated receding hairline. 
But you had your sponsors on your shorts. And I, yeah, my sponsors. The same though. ones that were on that right. banner. They didn't come with a banner, though. So yeah. I guess that's – you got me there. <laughs> we should have done that, too. Should have come with a banner. So so who's the next biggest star in the UFC? Like, who, who's, who's coming up next that you think is going to be the next, uh, the next big thing? Well, Chill. we got Nganyu. I think Nganyu has a yeah. chance to become heavyweight champion and be a big star. Um, Ortega is fighting Cub Swanson here pretty soon. Uh, you know, I think that kid's a stud. And if he could get through Cub Swanson, that guy could be a star. Um, you know, I'm pretty high on Cynthia Cavillo. Um, and uh, plenty others. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. But so I remember one time I came to Vegas and you took me to the old building and you showed me this sport bike and it, someone made a custom sport bike for you and they painted the UFC logo on it. It was just literally, it was just a sport bike with a couple UFC painted logos on it. It was a Ducati. You were so excited though. You were like, oh man, look at this UFC. And I was like, oh shit, man, UFC is making it. It's got a fucking sport bike with logos on it. How does it feel now to have like the success that you've had? And I'm sure the toys you have now are just so fucking like, the point is you were so genuinely excited about this little bike with, with paint on it. And now you're, you probably have every toy imaginable. Like, how does that feel? Yeah, it's, it's fun. Um, you know, I, the reality is when, 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 you, when you have that stuff, it's actually more fun, you know, enjoying it with your kids. Right. You know, the fact that my kids, we can do all this stuff together and, 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 uh, and just have a fucking blast and create memories. That's, that's, that's the best. Are you bringing them to Thailand? Huh? Are they coming oh, yeah, with you? To Thailand. Yeah, I'm bringing the whole family to Thailand. Yeah. On, nice. on the small wooden boat. Yeah, it's. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little boat. <laughs> I'm sure you see do. I think can make it through all the wait. islands. Yeah, I can't wait to see out. this small boat you're bringing. Um, <laughs> um, so, when are we going to see you on the Forbes list for for? Uh, when are you going to be a billionaire you, officially? You know, you know the Forbes list. They don't they don't take you on the Forbes list now unless you have um two billion they start at two billion two. now oh. they used to have guys in there that were like 800 million you know a billion and shit like that they don't do it anymore you have to have two billion the fertita brothers were just on the forbes list they were both on there so now you're getting up there and then they change the fucking rules yeah now you gotta uh, now you gotta wait two months that? you'll be on there that's in two not months. really my thing anyway yeah you, I, I i get that but you so, don't ever see me posting my shit posting my fucking all the shit i own <laughs> and all that stuff yeah, that's not me. Speaking of shit you own, what's going on with those guns behind you? What are those about? So, behind the Emmys and all that, that stuff. Fuck the guns. That's my Emmy. Yeah, what? <laughs> that's an yeah. Emmy. What's yeah. that other one? So the other two, the, the two books, those are books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. One is, one is the uh, Old Testament and one is the New Testament, the Bible. And yeah. it represents that those two books have killed more people than any handgun ever made. Wow. Damn. Powerful. That was, yeah. And do you still I'm have... Did, anti-religion. Did, did, since you're such a Tony Stark, uh, did, did you have a Tyrannosaurus Rex bone something? <laughs> what? Oh, I can move this, right? Yeah. What was that? Because I remember you had some kind of Tyrannosaurus Rex bone or something in your office at one point. And here we go. I... Look at that, dude. What is what that? What the fuck? It's a fucking dinosaur. It's a saber-toothed tiger skull. Is that legal? <laughs> yeah, it's legal. What's a found? I think it's, it, since it's not extinct and it's a found thing, it's not Look at, look at my, new, my new guy. What is that? Samurai. Shit. Shit. <laughs> Damn. That's makes a legit samurai from the 1500s. So is your goal to be Tony Stark? Is that what... <laughs> And that really makes our twelve dollar uh, lion here look like shit. Yeah, Thanks, man. man. We spent we, we spent a lot of bot on the set. I spent nine dollars on it. You're showing us head. dinosaur bones and fucking Emmys and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's a saber toothed tiger skull. It's the complete skull of that animal, which is very rare. Nice. Well, I know you don't have a lot of time and everything, wow. but give us something breaking, man. Give us some news or something that that like nobody knows. Or tell us something. A two part question. Tell us something that nobody knows about you that you might not have discussed before. It could be personal. It could be uh, just something you want to talk about, and then give us some kind of uh, some kind of input, some something that nobody knows in the fighting aspect. Something that nobody knows. 
first about you. What what is something nobody knows about Dana White? Like everybody knows everything about me. There's nothing really. I don't hide anything. I'm I'm pretty fucking simple. I love to play blackjack. I love to hang out with my kids, and I love to work. Other is than that, is seventeen twenty still your numbers on roulette? Ooh, my man, check you out. How Buddy. the fuck did you for that? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that's awesome. How many times do we play roulette, and I still go seventeen twenty? I, I, I wait love till it. I wait I till it doesn't hit the center for for like a while. And then I just paint it. I just paint that fucking seventeen twenty, that whole midsection right there. And I win unbelievable amounts of times. Like it's yeah, crazy. It and I got it from you. I hit so it hits it hits a lot. I don't really play I, I play more blackjack. I play blackjack for hours and um okay. Yeah. I, I still play blackjack. Well, we're gonna a beat lot. the World I'm Series fucking... of Poker. I got one more real quick. I got one more story that I want to share. Uh so I was with you at the uh oh fuck the Rio and you were doing a blackjack tournament. And how funny was this story? You were in a blackjack tournament. It was like 50 grand to enter, something like that. And you were down to like three players or four players or something. And you were the low stack. And they wanted to make a deal. This is how competitive this fucking guy is, right? They wanted to make a deal. They're like, hey, Dana, let's make a deal. And we split all the money and we all win. And Dana was like. So I'd never played in a blackjack tournament before. It was my first blackjack tournament. And. We made it to the last table. There were five people, including myself, a total of five. So me plus four. Mm. This guy comes over to me. He says, uh, so let me tell you how this works. He says, when we make it to the last table, we all split the money. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck get no. the he fuck said, out fuck of here, man. I came to win this. You came over thing. to me and you said, I didn't, I didn't come to, you came over to I me and you were like, hey, these it. guys want to split the money and, and, and we all split it. And I'm like, oh, what are you going to do? And, what's the and, point of doing the and Dana's table? like, fuck that. And he goes, and I'm the low stack. And then you just walked off like a fucking boss. And I'm like, shit, okay, he's going to lose. And then you <laughs> won the fucking tournament. No, 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 it gets better, Tony Stark. Uh-oh. Hold Uh-oh. on, Uh-oh. it gets better. So then you won the tournament. No, he's got those four other players then, in then, case here. Then you won the fucking tournament. And they said, hey, Mr. White, would you like to go to the cashier and pick up your money now? Is that and, it? Look at that. Damn. So then they That's said, Mr. White, would you what, like to go? I'm, I'm, I want to be buried with that fucking trophy. I want to be buried with it. <laughs> so then they, they said, Mr. White, would you like to go pick up your uh, quarter million dollars, whatever it was that you won? And you were like, nah, just save it. I'll come pick it up later. <laughs> I had a fucking heart attack, Dana. I had a heart attack. I'm like, are you shitting me? You just told them to hold your money. And you just walked out and got like a burger or something. We, I forgot what we did. <laughs> it's like keeping it in the bank, though. I guess, but Fuck I wouldn't leave two, however much that was. Grand right there, right? Fuck. Have them hold it, because I know I'll be back to play again. And then, is it true you got is kicked? Is still there? Is what? Did you pick it up yet? <laughs> what? Did, Did you, you pick up the money yet? Yeah, yeah, I picked yeah. it up. I ended Did, up getting it. Is it true you got kicked out of the palms eventually? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is my I can't way. wait to so see this. Hold up. So the second time that they kicked me out of the palms, they did it in a good way. They came over and gave me this. <laughs> you have the ultimate palms championship belt. Holy shit. So it says, it says prize undisputed. money, $1.6 million, undisputed blackjack champion. And it says uh, 25 and 0. Okay. So I, went in there, I went in there 25 times. And beat him for one point six million dollars. Damn. So can you can you confirm, Dana? Because I, can you confirm we didn't rehearse none of this interview? Because like I, <laughs> I, I'm going off literally stories. I didn't know you had like memories of everything I was gonna say in your office. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's I know. Fucking... Yeah. Do I got a good I, memory I, I or what? I have, and what's funny is I have very few things that actually mean that much to me. Those two things do. I'm a, I love fucking blackjack. And the, the tournament that I won, I want I literally want to be buried with that fucking trophy. I'm dead serious. And um dead and the serious. belt. I love the belt. I have a good memory though, right? Huh? Yeah, Not bad. You, dude, you really do. I remember hey, you telling me too when I started this podcast, you were like, Man, dude, I think it's a great podcast and I'm gonna I'm gonna boost it up and get you some viewership, man. I'm gonna try to help like spread word about your podcast. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've done a good job, huh? <laughs> you know, hey, you know, yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm just gonna fucking be on it. That's that's what's gonna hey. help you. It took me three fucking weeks to get on it. <laughs> yeah, what the yeah. fuck, man? Dude, we've never been snubbed. We had all, we had Mickey Rourke in his very first podcast ever, 
And I know it's gonna be tough getting you, but we're friends. And then you're like, you start, you 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 push us off for like two weeks. And I'm I'm telling everybody, I'm like, number ten episode is gonna be the mega episode, the one time that I promoted an episode. So I couldn't have someone else on, right? I had to have this UFC megastar, right? And you're like, ah, oh, I'm sick, and ah, oh, yeah, I saw the my, pictures you were sending. My toe, Mike. my toe hurts. Ah, oh. <laughs> what, what time does this fucking thing go on? Six o'clock? <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking, I'm out of here. Um, oh, this fuck, one, I believe I'm that gonna, too, I'm, man. I'm gonna put this one. I'm gonna put this one on UFC.com. You are? All yep. right, thanks, man. Thank you. Look at the front page. Always looking out for me, Dana. Dana, Dana. So after fifty thousand subscribers, I have to fight a Muay Thai fight. So help After help me. Thousand subscribers, you have to fight him in Muay Thai. No, no, no. This guy's never. He's the opposite of me, which is why I keep him around because I feel like you know, he's the one that tried to get me to drink and party and stuff when we were growing up. And I'm like, no, I'm dedicated. I'm going to be an athlete. So we're complete opposites. So I'll show you when you get here, Dana. He's never trained. Yeah. He's never fought. He's never been in a fight. He talks shit like a world. He'd have a world champion belt like you have from the palms from shit talking. He's never been in a fight, a street fight, a, a sanctioned fight, an unsanctioned fight. He's never trained. But he got choked out like a champ, and now he says when we get to 50,000 subscribers, which we're at like 1,200 now in two months. That's not bad. Um, when we get to 50,000, he's going to actually train. We're going to follow him, put on the podcast, his whole like you know preparation, which will be a month of like smoking and sparring. And then he's going to get into a Muay Thai ring here in Thailand and fight. He doesn't know it yet, but I'm a lady boy. I'm going to fight a lady boy. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so hey, we got we to get this thing let me going. Tell you what, dude. <laughs> Muay Thai is no fucking joke, man. I know, and I'll, I'll be 40 be by the time that – in two years, I'll be 40. We're not going to so. be two years. we got Dan on here. He's going to help us out. Maybe you will. <laughs> All right, so one more Things thing. Right. One more thing. I know you got to go and you're busy and everything. Um, so the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast uh, is like the third rendition of Real Quick with Mike Swick. You, a lot of people may not know this, actually came up with Real Quick with Mike Swick. So – um, how did that come about in the beginning? Because you said, Hey, I'm going to give you a show where you can just, I think you were just trying to get rid of me. And, and you said, I'll give you a show and, and take a oh, camera and just I get the fuck out of here. Give you some experience. So when you were done fighting, you could get into something else. Told you, I, I always liked Swick. You were always a stand up guy, great guy, hard worker. Take um, notes, buddy. you know, good dude. So thank you, man. I like to give you opportunities to learn other things so that when, you know, you're done with the fight game. You had at least had your feet wet with some different stuff that uh, maybe you could go on to do all the things that you've actually gone on to do. I will so say I'm, that I'm really happy for you and I'm super proud of you. I know that sounds condescending, but super proud of you, man. Man, I really appreciate that. And it's true, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't have done a lot of this stuff. And you've helped me a, a lot, a lot of the way. I mean, a lot of the times I'm texting you and like, you know, you've you've seen me through all my struggles up and down through business and and putting all this stuff together and stuff. So I appreciate you answering the text and messages. To be fair, he, he only says nice shit about you. So, I mean, I guess you got to return it. <laughs> nah, he's the best, man. He's a and real you don't, good you dude. Don't know he's a real you guy. Won't, you won't remember this, but UFC 69 in our hometown of Houston, Mike's first loss. Sorry. First time he had the banner. What's the banner fight? Anyway, uh, I may or may not have been overserved at the Toyota Center. And um, <laughs> you were in the lobby, and I just came up and – Started talking to you, kind of hugging you, kind of weird shit, whatever. And your bodyguards were about to beat the living piss out of me, but you saved my ass. So thank you. I want to. I never know if I'd ever get the chance to thank you in real life, but you know. Listen, if somebody's that excited to meet me, I'm always that excited to meet them too. So you're excited to meet me. So I was. Sorry. You, right. So you remember that then, huh? I do. <laughs> All right. So before <laughs> before yeah. we let, before we let you go, I know you're busy. Um, Anything that, that, that is breaking that uh, you're going to tell the it's reporters break, and journalists? It's I'm going to go to my daughter's recital right now. All right. All right. Well, you cool. just text us. Huh? Just text us. <laughs> just, te just text us the breaking news. All right, Dana. Hey, listen, man. We appreciate really appreciate it. you. Thanks for having me. I'm sorry it took so long. Uh, hey, I really appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on the Thanks show. Thanks for coming and, on, uh, man. Absolute pleasure. pleasure. And we'll, right. see, we'll see you in Thailand, I'll buddy. See you guys. I'll see you guys in a few weeks. Yep. All right. I'll see you then, buddy. Sounds good, man. All right. Um, damn, that went pretty good, huh? Yeah, yeah, a lot, uh, a lot smoother than I thought it would. I'll be honest with you, though, that whole like little sideways turn from the sponsorship banners kind of threw me off. He absolutely shit on your parade about yeah, that he banner. He couldn't have shit on my parade. He's like, oh, Mike Swick's a cool guy. I love it's him. Fucking ah, hilarious. Did the worst thing ever in UFC history. Oh, thanks. I bet that stings. You know, the thing is, I won. I was wondering because, like, first of all, no one's ever talked about it. 
that's how powerful he is. He probably literally told everyone, don't talk about it. Yeah. And number two, when we go to these events and, and there's like this, uh, you know, UFC section where they have these like uh, fan experience. You know, we saw that in Singapore. They have all these like historic things that happen in the UFC. Guess what's always missing? Now I know why. Well, now I know why. I fucked the UFC. You're for a black 10 guy years. in the UFC. For 10 years, I was, I was the fucking thorn and fucking Dana's side. I guess that just proves you. But that's what he gets cool for pushing us off. Guys, you want to blame us for not having a number 10 podcast for two weeks? That's why. You know, I'm sick. Well, he was. My toe hurt. Yeah, he was sick. I'll be honest. And he was doing the world tour. So hey, he just, he just his excuses us- were viable. I'm going to New York and then and Montreal. I got to do this world tour. I'll do it after. And then literally was sick after because he, he wasn't even at he work. He also has kids, too. Yeah, so, that's I mean, true. So but hats off to him for giving us an hour an of his hour, time. Yeah. yeah. For even coming on. Yeah. So, yeah, he's a dude. He's hilarious. And I want to say, too, that, like, you know, this is a man that aside from being my boss in the UFC and, you know, praising me when I did good, told me how he felt when I did bad or didn't live up to his expectations. But he's never stopped helping me. So people always ask, is he a dick or is he cool? And there's both sides to everything. Right. I mean, you know, fighters say we should get more money, whatever. Of course, that's the case. We all should. And and him as a businessman, he's done what he's had to do as a businessman to make the, the UFC grow and be what it is. If he never bought the UFC or uh, him with the Fertitas, is, yeah. there wouldn't be a UFC. So nobody would be making money. Nobody would be – there wouldn't be these million-dollar paychecks and, and stuff like that. So there's both sides, you know, and, and I agree. I just I agree. I, I just kind of stay in the middle, right, because I, I see both sides. But I will say that even after the UFC and when I was done and when there was nothing to gain, Dana's always been there for me. And you, even in the height when he's busy with all these events, even during the Mayweather tour, when I text him, he always responds and calls or whatever. And, and he watches our videos when I send him. And like, how cool is that? that he and then he's saw. helped me so much through business. Like, cause I, I'd be just stuck in a rut and I'm like, dude, what do I fucking do here, well, man? How about legally? You're still under contract with him. He won't cut you. Yeah. Longest contract in UFC history. I want shit. I wish we'd have brought that up. I wonder if he knows that. No. So, but so, yeah, so long story short, man, he's helped me out through, so much post career where I was just well, look what he did for the victims of the shooting too. I mean, he's yeah. just an all around, just good guy. I mean, really I mean, he's done good. Yeah. Like I said, th- th- there's mixed things. We've had people on here that, 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 you know, don't agree with them. And, and there's always going to be, there's always, you know, yeah. I'm a fighter too. So I'm always about making more money. I'm always about, you know, I, there's no one that cares about fighters more than me. I, I train fighters and I, I promote fighters and um, I want them to be successful and make the most amount of money. So I'm always going to bat for the fighters. But that being said, there, yeah, I just wanted to share the fact that, you know, he has helped me out a lot. And without the UFC and without Dana and, and doing what he's done, giving me the show, naming this show, and then me stealing it from him and, yeah. and him allowing me to I do so. I guess he could have sued you. Huh? He, he could, okay, he could have he, he sued me for starting my own promotion or doing my own promotion. He let me off on that. I've done two promotions in Thailand that are MMA organizations, uh, helped or, or, or um, did them. Um, and then... Uh, also, again, with the, uh, the name of the, the show, you know, yeah. he, he came up with that himself. That was a UFC.com, you know, show. And I, I've taken it and tried to revamp it into something this whole time. And, and now we finally found it as a podcast, which I think is becoming pretty successful. So yeah, I think, it's, I think we've, it's finally found its mark 10 years later. Well, how about him saying he's going to put it on uh, UFC.com on the cover page? I don't think that, that's going to hurt, that's right? That's not going to fucking – I don't think we're going to lose viewers. No, nah, I don't think so either. So Shit, I may have to fight next year, dude. I can't believe he had a championship belt from the Palms. 1.6 that they, he took yeah. from in 25 and See, tricks. I told you his numbers were 17, 20. Like, I don't know what it is about that, but we... Well, you don't remember me in Singapore? I know. I know you did it. But 17, you won, you won the most with it. Yeah. I've always I don't that. get it, man. I got that from my brother, actually. And <clears throat> we say 17, 20. We're not telling you guys to go put all your money on 17, 20. There's a system that he has. Always 17. There ain't no system. We don't have time to get into it, but there's like a system based around the 1720, and that's what Dana came up with, a man who has a championship belt in gambling. And so <laughs> he was a good teacher, and I've won a lot of money off of he that. He wants to be buried with those two things. It's pretty funny, man. That dude's, yeah. he was, like I said, I was real nervous the first minute and a half because yeah, it's fucking Dana White, you know? Because yeah. like I said, I'm just a fan too, but when it, you know, it's Dana White. Yeah. So, but after a minute and a half, man, once he made fun of you once or twice, he said fuck 11 times. Yeah, always so at my expense. To to always at my expense. Well, tough shit. I got to do all the dumb shit for this he show. He laughed, though, at you getting choked out, so. I didn't tell you that. But, but he took it. 
Yeah, he did. Well, so he kind of did up there. Yeah. I heard him say, hell, I've never seen somebody get choked out that fast. And he agreed that I, I, uh, I choked you out pretty fast. And this is a ex This guy's watched thousands and thousands of fights. And he said, I put you out pretty fast. And that I, usually evolves around having strong muscles. I'm just you, saying. Uh, I'm just saying. If you notice, he uh, didn't really take my bait on signing me to the UFC. Yeah, he wasn't so interested in that. I don't think, yeah. I think that whole, like, uh, talent. What, what was the list yeah, again? Yeah, he said he talent, talent and following athleticism charisma though who's more charismatic than your boy yeah you got that you got that not really huh? you could just talk shit you could just set in for fighters that like gsp that are just like i'll just pull out every fight with an injury i'll just lead it all up you should have just wrote for gsp man that would have made this this world tour even better because i don't speak french i'll be honest with you bisping slaughtering gsp in this world tour that's because he doesn't care yeah. gsp doesn't give a shit about shit talking yeah i respect him. i'm not saying he's a bad guy but i'm saying he, you know he, he's picking on kind of a he just goes on and on and on about having uh, the most UFC wins. He's only one ahead of GSP, and he hadn't fought in four years. So relax. Well, and Donald Cerrone, I think, too. I think it's 19, If he had won this fight against yeah. Till, he would have been tied up with him or something. So, so, so yeah, that's okay. I mean, anyway. but hats off to Bisping. You know, I mean, when, when I said that uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't usually a fan of his shit talking, it's because it was demeaning usually, right? So it's mm. like, especially being a champion, some of the things that he said I thought was just a little bit I don't know. I guess low class, sort of. But I mean, that's his job, right? To, I mean, it's not like Connor hasn't said anything that you can consider yeah. low class. So that's his job. But I will say that his his talking has gotten a lot better because you weren't a fan either, and we're watching the world I'm tour. Still not. Yeah, but we were laughing, dude, yeah. at some of the shit he was saying. Yeah, I mean, eventually the fucking little uh, bandanas. It's me. He's like Will Ferrell. Kid. Eventually, he's gonna say something funny. He he said a lot of stuff funny this time. But anyway, guys, I'm going to drag this on. But I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Um, it took a while to get Dana on, but it's fucking Dana White, man. I mean, this, this guy, everybody's trying to get an interview with him. Yeah. And for him to sit here for an hour of his time and uh, and talk shop and... Uh, Just shoot the shit with us was great. Yeah, and as you heard, he's coming to Thailand very soon. For I you. Finally talked How good him. does that feel? I know that banner thing. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's awesome, you know? And like, we've, we've done a lot of cool shit together before. And I'll say that every time I've hung out with Dana in the past and we've done things, it's been really, really cool. So, I mean, we're going to have a lot of good video. Uh, hopefully, depending on, well, for sure he'll be in here. So we'll have him as like a, a studio guest as well. And then we'll kind of like uh, pick up where we left off. Yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah, so. And, oh, buddy, don't forget to mention our Halloween special we got coming. Are you, you want to mention that, though? Oh, that we have one coming. We don't have to mention what we're going to do. Okay. But. Cause that's a risky, risque. It's almost. gonna be, it's gonna be a very controversial Halloween special mm -hmm. that we're gonna do. Maybe, maybe. We'll I think it. you're gonna back out, dude. You're, you get kind of scared. What if I ever backed out of shit? You almost backed out of this fucking interview, and they're changing your clothes ten times. That's what we're doing. I'm just saying. You and you went and bought skinny jeans for this fucking thing. Oh, really? You're gonna? Okay. I've had skinny jeans. For three days. My defense is that I've had skinny <laughs> jeans. You, dick. you got me the way. It's like checkmate. <laughs> I, fucking, I can't get out of it. I'm wearing them. Everyone's seeing them. There's not nothing I can do about uh, it now. Well, we all make mistakes. It's the style, dude. We're in kind of like sort of yeah. in that Euro style over here. So I had to change a little bit and, and step up to the... Almost tripped over your skateboard and your oh, your emo uh, sunglasses in the, that you left in the living room. But anyway, uh, guys, thanks for watching. Um, Till next time, huh? Yeah, so uh, stay tuned, guys. We've got some big guests coming in. we an in-studio guest, hopefully soon, um, and a lot of big uh, big guests in general. So mm. thanks for the uh, comments. We're going to put the winner of the last podcast. Um, I think it was Charles Bennett. It's been that long. Jesus. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and post the winner of that who wins the free training at AK Thailand. Anybody who leaves a comment on this podcast on the YouTube site, um, not on UFC.com and all these others because we can't keep track, but on the actual YouTube video site, um, we will give another training package away. And this is going to be a good one because it's Dana White and everything. So, um, yeah. And yeah you, might you, wanna... you might be here when Dana White's here because yeah. he's going to be at the gym. It's, it's all top secret, covert, secret service type and shit. And we'll be here. I mean, what's better than that? Yeah. And we're funny pretty much 24-7. Yeah, one of us is. The other yeah. one's you. Oh, yeah. Well, God, have I not taken enough shit already today? Yeah, I do feel bad. It's 7 in the morning and you got shit on. Jesus, I woke up early for this. He had no hesitation. I don't know. We're not talking about it again. They'll see it. They'll watch All it. They'll right. understand. Anyway, they already watched it. This is the closing. Yeah, I know. Anyway, all right, guys. So they watched it. They'll understand. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. I appreciate the support. Again, I want to give a big shout-out to Reddit, a big shout-out to the Underground Forum. You guys are amazing. I'm trying to answer all the questions when, when you guys post this stuff. 
We're trying to get the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast page on Reddit updated and, and all fixed up. So we're going to have that updated soon. So please subscribe to that as well. Um, we're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're on all the, the, social, I mean, the uh, podcast platforms, audio. And most importantly, you were on YouTube. You want to see the videos, guys. You have to see the videos. Gotta, so yeah. if you're listening to this on, You've on SoundCloud You've got to go back and see what Dana iTunes, was showing us. You have to go back and watch this. Dana White just took us on a tour of his office and showed us dinosaur bones, championship belts from the palms, a fucking samurai that's the size of Wee Man, <laughs> fucking all kinds of shit. So guns, I mean, it's crazy. So an Emmy, <sighs> he has an Emmy. You don't? Oh, no. I don't even know anybody named Emmy. Uh, nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's all we got. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the support, and we will see you next time. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. With Mike Swig.